Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back to the Corner of Truth and Courage. We've been playing for you this week audio clips from Phil Haney. Phil Haney was one of the original members of Homeland Security. It was formed way back in the days of Bush after we were attacked by uh, Islamic terrorism on 9-11 back in 2001. And Phil Haney was moved into uh, this new department as an investigator, as an intelligence collector. And so he began to do the work on Islamic terrorism. Then he starts getting into trouble with his government for simply calling out and identifying certain people that are connected with the government, uh, Muslims, and creating problems in that area because, um, you know, because of the derogatory information that he was collecting because of their attachments to Islamic terrorist organizations. And our government went after him and um, during the Obama administration removed him from his post. When he was removed, he wrote a book, See Something, Say Nothing, which is exactly opposite from what the government was telling the citizens to do. If you see something, say something. Well, he was in a position, in his intelligence position, working for Homeland Security, and he was seeing something and saying something, and it was causing problems for the Obama administration. Well, after he was removed, he published his book and went to the press, and he was about to come out with another book that was going to be released here, uh, The National Security Meltdown, three months before it was to be released, he was found dead, uh, shot outside of his car, and now they're trying to say the official cause of his death wasn't murder, but rather was suicide, not homicide, but suicide. Folks, this stinks. This smells rotten. There's certainly a cover-up going on, and I hope that our government is able to get to the bottom of it. I don't know if they will with those who are in power today. Seems like he may not. Well, information was purged uh, that um, Phil Haney had put into the law enforcement documents there, over 850 records on one case and 66 records in another. He's about ready to talk about the 66 cases uh, that were removed. And these are the very things that could have prevented the terrorist attack in San Bernardino uh, here some years back. And so I want you to listen to Phil Haney here in a moment as he explains the process and how all these things were transpiring. Before we get into it, let me quickly remind you again that we are in our spring fundraising campaign. Our goal is $20,000. We want to try to raise this as quickly as we can. So would you please, please give us a call and help us with a single donation. The number to call is 800-616-0082. That's 800 800- 616-0082. You can always give safely and securely online at our website, fortressoffaith.com, fortressoffaith.com. If you want to send us a check but don't know our address, would you please give us a call? Tell us what you're planning to send, and we'll be glad to give you our address. We have one in Canada and one, of course, here in the United States in Bellingham, Washington. 
Well, let's get into it with Phil Haney. Here we go. So I heard it firsthand, and then it was verified later on when Judicial Watch, thank God for them, foiled my own case. Because I was eventually investigated by three different branches of the federal government all at the same time. And one of them was the Inspector General, Department of Homeland Security. When I asked for the results of my own case, they told me point blank, you can't have it. You have to FOIA it. So Judicial Watch stepped up and they FOIA'd it for me. And we found, snuggled in some of the caches of documents, the emails going back and forth that told exactly why they shut down the Tablighi Jamaat case. They were going to take it in another direction, another euphemism, because of concerns over civil rights and civil liberties. Subsequently, I went back home to my home port and I created a component of the Tablighi Jamaat case called the Institute of Islamic Education. And if any of you have heard me speak in the public about the 67 deleted records, that's where that case came from. They went into the system. This time there was no euphemism. They just flat out deleted the entire case, all 67 records, with all the biometrics. That means passports, birth dates, parents, families, addresses, travel patterns, everything obliterated. And that was bad enough until December 2nd of 2015. What happened then? San Bernardino. And I was watching the news, as we all did, and I, all of a sudden a piece of information came across the screen. I was sitting in my little office, and I sat up and yelled at the screen, That's my case! Because it was the Tablighi Jamaat. I knew it like that. And all of a sudden, everything started happening in my head, because, holy smokes, Batman, they deleted the records that tied directly to that case. What would have happened if we would have been allowed to continue forward working on that case. Two plausible possibilities. Syed Farouk, the male who was the shooter, would have been denied permission to fly because he would have been associated with the derogatory organization. Number two, his pending fiance, Tashveen Malik, would have been denied a visa and she never would have come into the country. Martin. Meanwhile, we found out subsequently there's a third way it would have been stopped. The man who provided the guns to Saeed Farouk and Tashveen Malik is in jail now. For what? Multiple failed plots with Saeed Farouk. Hold on. Slow down. That's a plural. Obviously, they happened before he was killed. That means they knew. No one intervened. Just like Orlando. It gets better. Or worse. Okay, the news breaks about the, the uh, shooting in Orlando a couple days ago. My colleague and I, Art, we have an RV. We're on a book tour. We're sitting in the RV, and I decide I'm going to go step by step through an investigation and connect the dots on this case, just like I used to when I was active duty, except for one caveat. I don't have classified information anymore. So I'm going to do this thing open source. So in order for me to verify or drive a stake into the ground for the beginning of the case, the first thing that I had to do was irrefutably verify that Omar Mir Siddiqui Mateen was in fact affiliated with the Islamic Center of Fort Pierce. 
we heard bits and pieces of it. So I gathered up all the open source information I could find, I laid it on the table and I went after it. And I, I queried and I queried and I finally found an article in the Palm Beach Post, local paper, quoting the Imam, whose name is Shafiqur Rahman, that yes indeed, Omar Mir Siddiqui Mateen was a member of this masjid, mosque. Now I have the stape in the ground. It's a solid, probable cause level piece of law enforcement information that you can build a case on top of and it'll stand forever because it's on solid fact. So then what do you suppose I did? I went to the website of the Islamic Center of Fort Pierce. And lo and behold, what do I find right on their website? That they're directly affiliated with the Sharia Board of America. Well, right off there, there's a big, bright, blinking, blinking red light because the word Sharia should be an immediate warning. Sharia law is, in, is illegal in the United States because it's in direct conflict with the U.S. Constitution. And yet we constantly hear from apologists and spokesmen that they have no intention of implementing Sharia law in the United States. Well, if that's the case, then why is the Islamic Center of Fort Pierce directly linked to a group called Sharia Board of America? Well, I can tell you why. Because their goal is to implement Sharia law in the United States. Next, I go to its founding or its parent organization called Rahman Alam Foundation. Rahman Alam means mercy to the world. I'm already in the Tablighi Jumat case, and I know it, because it's all up here in the old noodle. I can remember everything about the cases that I do. I'm starting to realize right now that this is going to be the second case that's tied directly, along with San Bernardino, to the case that the federal government shut down because of concerns about civil rights and civil liberties. So I go past. I go from Rahmat Ali Lam, clear up to Darulum, Chicago. Does anybody remember the mosque's name in San Bernardino? Darulum al-Islamiyah. Now I have a direct connection. There's the network. The thing in Orlando is like a radioactive spill from a nuclear power plant. It's part of a network that's spread across the entire United States. And this is one of the points I want to try to make. Every time we see an act of terrorism in the United States, the finger eventually always goes to ISIS. This network is not even Arabic. This is Indian subcontinent in origin. It's an entirely different branch, if you will, of a big tree. The notion that everything originates from ISIS is a false notion and it will lull us into a sense of complacency that will get us hurt over and over and over again. There are more than one networks operating at the same time in the United States. Then from Dar Alum, Chicago, I go right up to the Institute of Islamic Education. This is the case that I worked on with the 67 direct deleted records and from there one more step and we're into the Tablighi Jamaat initiative. Now I have a direct no gap link all the way from the mosque in Fort Pierce all the way up to the case that I garnered 1200 law enforcement actions from in 11 months, 100 a month which is like 25 a week. Plus I was given as you will see in the book if you have looked at it credit for finding 300 terrorists while I was working at the NTC on a TDY.
Well, folks, um, there's so much more to share with you from Phil Haney. We'll be playing more tomorrow as we progress through his speech that he gave just a few years back. And uh, Islamic terrorism is not finished. It's not over. They've kind of taken a gone back into the shadows for a little while. But uh, they're still growing in number and in force. And we need to be forewarned and forearmed that way. And so I hope that uh, this will be a help to you and understand that, uh, that some in our government are not really trying to help us as a nation. And uh, there's a different agenda in the White House today than what we used to have in this country. And it's alarming. Well, again, before we close, let me remind you that we're still in our spring fundraising campaign. We just started this week. We hope to get to our $20,000 goal quickly. You can help us to speak truth, to be salt and light on the airwaves, close to 90 stations across the nation, and you help this voice get out to call a warning. And uh, your support is needed. Give us a call, please, 800-616-0082. Again, that's 800-616-0082. You can always give safely, securely online at our website, fortressoffaith.com. That's fortressoffaith.com. And your support is greatly appreciated. We're a small ministry, but we're able to do a lot with a very small budget. And we're grateful for your help. Again, the number is 800-616-0082. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.